What's your safe word? What's your safe word? What's, where what's, is it? What? Where is it? No, what? Like W A T T. I know. Where is it? Because <laughs> no, no, I can't wh- find what? anything. What is your safe word? <laughs> I can't find anything anymore. I am becoming old. Well, I mean, uh, uh, I lose everything. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Uh-huh. Oh. Welcome back <laughs> to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Ann. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today. What are we doing today? Well, I think you need to explain why you're losing everything real quick so people don't think you're losing your mind as well. So I'm building shelves at the puppy's house, Mm -hmm. which will be beautiful when done, but it has turned into the project from hell because I keep mix matching like I had a foot long pipe and I needed a 10 inch long pipe so I had to go back to the hardware store then I forgot the feet for it then I had to go back to the hardware store then I got over here to put in the right pipe and I forgot my drill so I had to walk back to my house and get the drill and then Mm -hmm. I came back and can't find the screws it's just like what the fuck yeah no usually laying pipe is a euphemism for lovely wonderful things but it has been more like getting hit over the head with a pipe because uh, (laughs) I feel like I was getting hit over the head with a hammer I mean it's been a few days that we've been working on it and there's a few holes in my wall and I know that's causing doing my best not to get very uh, crazed because I'm the type that likes things to be clean when you're done with a project. Oh, you should have seen him when I drilled holes in the ceiling and dust flew on his computer yesterday. Well, as you can see on my soundboard, Daddy, there's dust inside of it now, and it's brand new. So That that adds character. No, no, it adds problems, actually. Anyway, today's topic is... Do you know what today's topic is? Uh, The future of sex. No. What? Digisexuality. Oh. Much like the digidestined. No. But isn't that what we're going to do in the future? Daddy, what is a digidestined? I, isn't I, I don't know what. <laughs> so, it, yes, it, it had to partly do with the future, uh, but more, really, not the future, but just kind of the, the somewhat close future, not even the distant future. Like, you like in a couple see. weeks. Well, what the fuck are we going to do? Some of the stuff's already here. So if you haven't if you haven't been tuning in regularly, if you haven't stepped outside, there's currently a pandemic that's just causing a bunch of... Causing uh, you to stay inside. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a normal for me. I like staying inside. I know. So this really hasn't affected you that much, but for the rest of the world, yeah, it has. But it might also affect how technology and sex and how we interact is going to change coming in the, the near future. Definitely. And that's why I think today's topic of digisexuality is very interesting. Daddy, what would you, how would you define digisexuality just from hearing me say it once or twice? I'm assuming the word digital is in there. So it's actually it's having not. <laughs> digi? What's digi? So it's defined as, don't call me names, it's defined as advanced technologies such as robotics, virtual reality, or VR, it puts in parentheses. So digital. Wait. What? Uh, VR environments and feedback devices known as teledildonics. Not to be confused with pentatonics. <laughs> Wait, is uh, that a digital del- dildo? I don't know. Uh, to take the place of human partners. So yeah, probably digital dildos. See? Or should... digil, digil dildos. I'm way ahead <laughs> of the curve. See, I know this stuff. Well, so it's, it's actually really fascinating. So you wanted to talk about kind of how how pandemics of the past and like uh, sexually transmitted diseases of the past have shaped how you have gone about society. Are we diving right into this? No, I mean, you've already tea? started with some tea. No, you no, already gave me your tea. No, that wasn't my tea. Your tea was losing things and no, putting I holes have, in my wall. I have way more. 
and more tea. Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> let me just. And it yeah. kind of goes with this topic, truthfully. Okay. So, in, give it to us. Pretend there was an intro. <laughs> Dad tea. Um, so. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> hit, hit us, hit us, Daddy. <laughs> so you know how, like a few weeks ago, I was complaining about the TV and the remote, and I just wanted to watch the news, and I just wanted to turn the channel on and stuff. And how That's I got day. this huge backlash of people on Twitter and saying, "Doesn't he know he could just put it <laughs> onto backlash. his his phone into his Bluetooth into his Bluetooth cloud into his and clouds and all rain down digitally?" So, oh my God, how are you going to find out, like, and figure out dildonics? Well, you're oh my gonna, God. You're gonna teach me. But so I on my iMac or on my i computer, is it, do they call it iMac anymore? Anyway. Um <laughs> I think that just kind of uh, <laughs> really cements today's topic, but go on. Um so I have Apple TV, so I can broadcast anything from my computer to my TV. <laughs> so the other night, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try, and I'm going to watch my favorite porn, which is on my computer, on the Apple Air thing on my TV. Uh-huh. So I did it. I got it all. I was by myself. I got it all set up, and it's broadcasting. Mm-hmm. It's this great scene that I love jacking off to, and it's in the middle of the scene. It's on the TV across the room because I don't like looking at it on my laptop. I like seeing it on a TV. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm right at the height of it, and the audio goes out. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Then I start troubleshooting. Why is the audio not working? And it's wow. right where the That's person was word. moaning, and I was what troubleshooting. Yeah, I'm surprised you know that word. So, I I'm seeing no. I, I turn everything off. No, my TV has volume. It still has sound. No, good, my computer had volume, and so it's the Apple TV thingy, which is everyone is telling me to do, mm. and this is going to be great. And then now, because I have lube all over my hands, now there's lube all over my computer. There's lube all over my TV. I miss the days when okay, you just watch where your hands are going with all that controller. lube. <laughs> anyway, that's my tea. This is why technology bad. Wait, no. How was that tea? That was just you explaining how you're bad at technology and that you got lube everywhere. No, everyone says it makes it easier. Uh, it's better. It's But every time I do it, there's a problem. So I can't be the only one. It sounds like it's, it's a personal problem then. But, you know, I will take that tea and I will. Uh... So I'm just going to say I tried. Now. Do you want a gold star? <laughs> is that what you want? What do you want? I'm just saying. A teledildonic? Do you want some penta- I don't know what that is yet. Do you want some pentatonics? I could play some pentatonics very easily. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry about your. I Wait, don't think the, you okay, are, though. The, the question that everybody listening wants to know did you eventually get off properly then? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> by the time daddy. I was so frustrated, I just want to throw the Apple TV. IPad, okay, so Apple. you know what the real confusion is, right? Um, instead of uh, Bluetooth, you were playing with blue balls. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, that Thank was your you. drum. Boom, boom, Thank, boom. Oh, this one? <laughs> there. <you get> <laughs> Somebody's labeled their keyboard. Um, wow, these laughing people keep laughing. Yeah, that's annoying. Can you anyway, cut them off? so today's topic is very topical. Then because I know I'm a top. So what? What I'm curious about, and 
we have no answers, so I'm just spitballing with you here, mm -hmm. is now after this self-isolation, quarantine, distancing thing, and they start opening things up, and, you know, I've already, people have been pretty good on Scruff and Grinder and dating apps about saying, no, we're not going to hook up right now. You get the occasional person trying to oh. see if you're available. No, no, no. If what? you want some real tea, I don't use it, but I've used it in the past. It's called Growler, which is a dating app for bears or people into bears. Oh, or I like, haven't tried that one. Um, heavier guys. It, it, the demographic is bears or people into bears. Um, I don't use it, but I've seen screenshots on my social media from friends uh, constantly so this app growler has this uh feature where you can pretty much instead of just woofing at someone which is like showing interest you can literally like growl at everybody Grrr. in your area just like that uh you pay extra and you get to kind of broadcast your own almost uh personal ad for everybody okay but there are people sadly in san francisco that are using that feature to broadcast the fact that they want to someone to come over right now right here and breathe their holes and so not everyone is being good with social distancing. Okay, so there's always exceptions. But right now the floodgates are going to open when they start saying that we can leave the house again and stuff. Well, so but I'm not, how, done my, I'm not done with my no. boner. But give me a sec. How in the actual fuck are these apps allowing people Puppies to upset. broadcast that and not only put themselves at risk, but put other people at risk and even tempt people in that way? That's just really reckless and stupid and i have a problem with that i guess we can kiss in <laughs> a sponsorship from growler growler if you'd like to pay us we'll broadcast our podcast we'll broadcast episodes but we're not going to broadcast it we're going to have sex right now because that's just not safe anyway you were saying so no i'm saying now now once this is opened up how is our connections with each other because there's so many unknowns about covid right now and how it's transmitted e even if you're immune to it or not and, and so many mixed messages because there's no leader in the white house so what? nobody knows what the fuck is going on yeah. but people are going to want intimacy and uh touching each other again and sex yeah. And so how are we going to be engaging in that in a safe, responsible way? And in a way, it kind of reminds me back. So I came out in the early 90s mm -hmm. and HIV and AIDS was already well into its um, <clears throat> everyone was new. Everyone knew how it was transmitted, at least at this point. We um, it took and, time, though. And so I knew that somebody fucking me and coming in me was probably going to transmit HIV. So I just, I didn't do that. That was my safety net for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, but there were other people who were taking it even further and not wanting to kiss and what, not wanting to swap any bodily fluids whatsoever because they, they were still nervous and, and HIV phobic. So, well, but there were studies back then that said like you could get it through bleeding gums and stuff so like people were sure, bringing was, these facts was, that were just overblown there was mixed information correct but you knew you knew blood um was probably the and blood and semen was probably the transmitter on the, on that correct so and we pretty much solved the pro not not solved the problem but we uh curtailed the transmission of hiv a lot by just simply using condoms so we were able to still have sex and have and have a condom well now this crisis isn't transmitted through 
blood or semen, it's through air part particles, right? So now we have face condoms. Well, that's uh, my question. Of. So now, and, and strangely, this might be a boon for the fetish community. Now that face masks are, I, I, and trust me, face masks are going to be the huge fashion accessory in the next year oh, or two. not going to be. Louis Vuitton and yeah. Coach and all these other major brands have already started manufacturing. I mean, yeah. Mr. S has had face masks for years, right? Um, but like be, working there, I feel like we're cautious to even bring them out again because it feels like opportunistic. But at the same time, yeah, but everybody it, needs face but, masks. But now they're a priority, it's, and yeah. now engaging in sex again, mm-hmm. I think people are going to kind of wear face masks even when they're having oh, sex with a stranger. Not just face masks, Daddy. What I did, I done did my research. Yeah. So, digisexuality. There, there's a bunch that falls under this this umbrella term of technology being repurposed for sex and intimacy. Um, did you know that there's already hazmats of the future being di- like put together? What's a hazmat of the future? Well, you know what a hazmat suit is, right? Yes. Like Stranger Things, all those guys in like the yes. big poofy suit with the big visor. See, yeah. that's what I think. I think edging is going to be a huge like tying a boy down and edging them. Um, you just put like a splash guard, kind of like at a buffet table in front of their face, or like you, a hazmat well, suit. Well, no, um, there are sexier versions. So, anyway, no, let me well, let I, me. Somebody needs to design that. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay, let well, get, me to, get to it. To, I, Go. I'm getting there. <laughs> chop chop. <laughs> so there are suits in production. There's like, at this point, it's just kind of a a, a tech a tech study, or they like built schematics for it. But there's a specific company called Production Club that is already looking into kind of like a, a, an outer skeleton suit from the waist up, almost like an alien or like interstellar, like space suit. It looks like a space suit, kind See, of. See, that's kind of hot. It is. And um, so Google this on your own. They have an Instagram. It's very sexy, but uh, it's designed to just use your imagination. It's a, from the waist up. It's designed to allow you safe interaction in intimate settings. So you kind of have like your own little biosphere in front of your face where uh, you can go to like bars and concerts. It covers the upper body with an airtight helmet and multifunctioning vest and gloves. Ooh. You want to hear more? I kind of. But you know what this also reminds me of? This reminds me, you remember when we did a scene for Mailbots? Yes. Which, for those that don't know, that is a VR slash robotics slash... robotics site. Hypnosis sort of site that does fantasy role play. Right. None of it's real. It's all fantasy, but go on. Yeah. So this kind of feels like, is this going to become a new fetish? I mean, and what are we going to call it? it, It's already kind of a fetish. I mean, I think it falls under this tech umbrella, but it'll probably get its own name, like alienophilia. I don't know. Like, Can we make it sexier than that? (laughs) Space geomophilia, pseudophilia. Hazmat sex. Ooh, hazmatophilia. I I think you need to drop the Ophelia part. Well, you have to have a technical science term. No, you know, like puppy play. Make it pop. Hazmat play. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's already a thing, though. People are into that, like making a mess, like gunge. Anyway, so these suits, stick with me here. Visualize. I'm trying. (laughs) Um, So it covers the upper body. Uh, my favorite part about it is, and the spin that they tried to like, they were posting all this stuff on Instagram, uh, was it's more than a suit. It's a statement. <laughs> Go girl. <laughs> because well, what they showed was very like trendy, colorful, almost like a, it, it gave me really heavy, like almost like a Japanese like color vibe with like pinks and blues and vibrant, like nightlife sort of feel to it. Almost like a, a Blade Runner stylized okay. to it. Um, but then it goes on to talk about 
uh, it allows for beveraging and vaping inputs. Like there's Ooh. tubes and like. See, I'm into this now. Beveraging and is there an, a food insert so daddy can. Well, I don't know <laughs> you could baby bird it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> baby birding. That's what we're, that's what we're going to call it. Baby birding. But wait, there's more. Oh my God. They also talked about having a built in phone customization. So there's a camera built into the suit. There's an actual screen built like into VR. the Yes. Okay. It essentially, it has like heads up kind of haptic stuff so you can see things almost like a Google lens in okay. front of your face. Um, it also has vo voice activated tech and it may even be able to indicate your mood with colors and sensors. Oh my God. Mine would be raging red all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for daddy. Um, so, okay. So this sounds a little pricey is this going to be a cheap fetish so it, it doesn't what? have any it did not have any price points on it again okay. this was just a, a, a spec a kind of proof of concept i think at this point by this company called production club on instagram the the photos and the 3d renders were really cool like it looks really cool but i don't know how how it will actually transfer and translate if it could do all of this stuff that it's saying that's awesome and i would feel more comfortable going outside but See, and I think you just hit something there. I think there has to be a safety, sexy aspect for people to re-engage. Um, so, like, I have a couple boys who are dying to come over and play. And so I'm toying with the idea of having them come over, strip down, not touching them, not being anywhere near them, and having them put, I have this gas mask that has this wide shield on it. And... No. No, why? no, don't even toy with that right now. Well, I'm not it, saying right now. Oh, I'm okay. saying when we're reopened. Oh, okay. So, when we have the okay. Yeah. I just don't. I so. My, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. We have to have something for engagement yeah. when we are able to engage. Yeah. That because people are still going to be nervous as fuck. Yes. Um, because we don't know. Yeah. Oh, so I know. I'm trying to think of what are safe ways to play that make people feel so safe and actually are, but still sexy. Could you imagine if like all of our doors have like disinfectant sprays as you come into a place? <laughs> like, well, they already have like heaters and vent things like that spray you. Silkwood shower. Why when not? You come the door. <laughs> and you can make it scented. You could make it like, uh, I don't know. You could make it a number Le of things. Leather scent. Ooh, leather or, scented. Or latex scent. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's where, that's why I think this topic is super relevant. Well, I mean, incredibly relevant right now. Yeah. Um, is how do we find other ways to be intimate while we wait for whatever this normal that might come eventually actually Sure, I'm comes. not even saying wait, waiting for that relevance. I'm saying even after we're able to, people are still going to be afraid to engage. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, absolutely. Well, and that's why I think it's, it's good to talk about the alternatives that do exist. And I think why... So this topic was kind of your idea. You were like talking about like... You know, how do you talk to people online and, and how do you interact? But also, what are we going to do? And then you'd mention like sex toy robots. And that's where I really went and researched a lot. <laughs> sex toy robots. Well, I think that, well, not only is there studies that show that, that bought, like purchases of robots have gone significantly up sure. since the COVID stuff, obviously. Um, but it just kind of raises a lot of ethical questions as well as like, uh, monetary questions, like the affordability of such a thing. Like, it's not just a little cushiony thing that you fuck like these are real life size sure, but things. if enough people get into it the price point goes down sure. remember flat you don't remember this but i remember <laughs> flat screen tvs when they first came out in the 90s that's the one with little clicker dial right you click early it, it, it goes we're to like, like 10 stations they're like twenty thousand dollars now they're 300 so <laughs> 
Well, so when I did some research on actual sex dolls, sex robots, whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, these things range anywhere from $2,000 to $25,000 for a robot that you can fuck. And it sometimes has like actual can, sentience. Can fuck and, you too. Or, or it can fuck you, yeah. depending on what you're into and no, who you're into. No, but they're really lifelike now. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. So when I was doing this, research showed that sex doll sales spiked and went up drastically during uh, social distancing scares. Uh, sex doll genie is one company had a reported major sales spike uh, because of people wanting to have new partners but avoid finding people they said that there was predominantly more people that were quote-unquote queer but there was still an increase between couples buying sex robots because they wanted to be sexually adventurous and include thirds without having to put themselves at risk yeah i remember talking about this once before and remember whitney cummings that comedian she toured a robot factory is, that, is this a joke no this is not okay. a joke seriously whitney C C cummings brought one of these sex dolls up to do her her set and it looked exactly like her. Yeah. And it, it was crazy. And she actually toured the it, it, Google Whitney Cummings sex robot. And Make sure you spell Cummings right, though, because... C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. Well, oh, well, that doesn't really help, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. But it's just interesting, because like you said, you can customize and you can get down to every nip and tuck and detail with these things, depending on how much you're willing to spend. But, so from like eye Can you color, make it look like you? So that's the thing, from eye color to penis size to texture to hair to even personalities that they have. Like you can customize all of this, but that raises the ethical question of like, can you make it look like certain people? Can you, I mean, apparently they had like requests from people to use teeth from like old animals that they had. Like bunny teeth apparently look a lot like human teeth and like people wanted to use their bunny's teeth. There's some weird things out there on the internet. <laughs> I'm just like looking at you blankly right now. I, well, like, what are you even saying to me right now? Don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> but uh, some people have actually, and I think ethical questions that come up when you talk about sex dolls, especially the realistic ones are, well, first and foremost, is it ethical? Because a lot of people complain and uh, harass these companies that they're empowering harassment and sexual violence because they think that men are just going to objectify women and use these sex dolls without consent and they're going to get aggressive or abusive and then they kind of forget the fact that most of these sales of sex dolls apparently are going a lot towards the men like a lot of men are being bought and you can't objectify a guy more than asking for the largest penis which the study showed people were wanting the 11 inch penis on their sex dolls how is that not objectifying of men? <laughs> are you are you indignant right now? I'm not indignant, but I'm trying to play devil's advocate to this. But also, talking about how like that would... It's an ethical question that I would ask our audience, too, is like people popularizing sex dolls, if they're using it to get fantasies out of the way, is that ethical? Is that not ethical? I mean, the, the argument of I don't sex see, dolls... We already have sex dolls. I know, but using them more and getting them more customized, the argument of saying this is going to empower people to be more sexually aggressive is the same argument of video games are going to cause kids to all want to be violent, which studies have shown. Trust me, I'm a game major. I did tons of papers on it. Video games do not lead to violence. Aggressive kids and like other factors within their lives leads to violent children. 
video games actually help us in many ways around math and science, spatial awareness, visualization. Like it makes us smarter in a lot of ways because it gives us skills that we don't learn in school. So I think the ethic part will come up when you're using them in the carpool lane and to Ooh. stand in line for you at the, at the yes. <laughs> to go get groceries now because you have to be six feet. Far. Although, can you send your sex robot to go do the groceries? Could this be a Jetsons Maybe. kind of thing? Well, so, and then I, of course, my anime brain goes to like all these different animes that have robots in it that are almost lifelike. And in some cases, you can't tell that they're a robot. And I just thought of this. Oh. If you send your sex robot out to get something for you publicly, do they have to wear clothes? Or is that um, naked? Is that nudity? Well, it would. I guess <laughs> if that's, it's a it, robot, you know, based on our puritanical standards, if it's skin toned and it is not wearing anything, then it's technically. What naked. if it was green and naked? I feel like that's okay, based okay. on like Power Rangers and and monster movies that have colors of like Bugs Bunny doesn't wear clothes. No, and he's a rabbit, but someone might use his teeth for a sex doll. <laughs> so, watch out, Doc. Watch out <laughs> well, but but on that point. These robot companies, there's a few different ones that I looked into, have blatantly put like, we don't do this or that. We do not make robots that look exactly like ex-partners or ex-family that have died. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. how would they know that? Well, because people will send in pictures. Sure, but how would they know if they were dead? I mean, they, they they just say that they've gone on record to tell people that they can't do that. I don't know how they I was going to say. I don't know that much. I don't work there. I would like to tour one of these places one day as like I'm an episode. I'm telling you, you have to watch this. We're going to we're gonna watch this after this okay. episode. I, I can't wait. Because you, you will like it. You'll be fascinated by it. No, I, I'm always fascinated by sex-related stuff. Yeah. But so getting back to kind of that, that anime futuristic look into the like tech and sex i mean her was a movie that happened you you remember that movie right i fell asleep <laughs> oh my god well it we're gonna watch so her slow. we're gonna watch her right after oh that no but it was a really interesting look into tech and how we can build relationships with non-living things yeah i remember and how this ai like you know got smart enough i mean there's no th in these sex robots some of them have personalities in ai I was actually you in can the theater and fell asleep you're even worse oh my god <laughs> but they're talking about like giving these these sex dolls like actual personalities and like training them to talk about consent and all these other things which i think is fascinating um but then you look at so there's this show called ghost in the shell which is kind of the name kind of implies that like there's a ghost within technology that kind of has a mind of its own because when ai learns enough it learns to be more sentient and what happens when technology while not and there's like evil robots in this show but there's also good people that or good robots and good tech that legitimately cares about the well-being of the world so and all when that. i hear ghost in a shell i was thinking it was a hermit crab that was a ghost <laughs> okay well, we can watch this movie too it's not great the the, the original is great but the new one with like they they cast oh what's the black widow character i think Scarlett Johansson. They cast her as what was supposed to be a uh, Japanese lead woman role. I don't know why they did mm -hmm. that. It was very controversial. I thought Deborah Winger when you said Black Widow. <clears throat> no, the Avengers. Anyway. It's a different movie. <laughs> I think it's an interesting... And then there's other anime where like there are robots that are actually sex dolls and they're made to be like your partner. It, it's, it's ethically... It's an interesting look into where the future of sex is headed when met with something like a pandemic fascinating question would you ever buy a sex doll um it depends on what it does possibly what, what would it need to do for you 
Um, it'd have to do all the hard stuff. Well, well let's hope it's hard. <laughs> Talk about laying pipe. No, but what really? Like, what? What would? What would you want in a sex doll? I'd like a nice assistant. So while I'm wow replaced, <laughs> you're not my assistant. <laughs> I practically do everything for you. What else am I? I wear many hats in this relationship, people. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you want someone that would help out around the house and be almost no, like a. Well, I mean, if, if we're talking sexually, I'd, I'd love it to be able to tie someone's ankles down while I'm pinning them down and kissing them and, and oh. do be again helper. replaced and and grab replaced. the cum towel when it's ready oh and God. then give me the lube when I need the lube and you know all um, those things that a make sex, sex robot go would probably smoothly. have like a spider-man lube dispenser oh my god like, that'd be pew, awesome pew, pew. so when your bluetooth goes out yeah. they could just shoot you yep. the lube yep <laughs> and they have built in actually can my sex robot just make my porn go to my tv without me having to do it yeah Oh my and God. he, yeah, he would have built-in rope worth, and that's worth twenty five thousand dollars right there. Whips, and he would just he would do everything for you. And also, uh, disclaimer to all of our sex robots, AI intelligence listening in after the fact, I welcome you. Uh, please don't take over. <laughs> yes, our um, dark or overlords. Don't, don't <laughs> Skynet's listening. Skynet. Um, I love robots. And so you heard it here first. <laughs> We're the first to talk about it. We are. Oh my god, we just watched Terminator too. I know. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm leaving this disclaimer. No, seriously, I think it would be fascinating and cool. I think as like a a person who loves looking at and seeing how humans react and and do things. Uh, Ooh, can mine look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in no, the eighties? No, we've already established you can't do that. Why? Because oh, companies don't dead? do it. No, well, he's still alive. Well, so that's the other. No, I mean, well, anyway. I, I, sorry. He is still alive. Sorry, Arnold. He's a huge listener of the podcast. Didn't mean to offend him. Um, but that made me also think about one of my favorite books, and it was an okay movie uh, Ready Player One which I know you've seen. I went with you to see that. You didn't. Uh, you oh. actually went with someone else because oh. it came out when you were out of town, but I appreciate you thought you went with me. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite books, but it's also a really cool, almost futuristic look into how we might interact in the future. So for those that have not read it, please do. It's I don't great... know how realistic it is because they stacked all their Winnebago's no, on no. top oh, of so each other. No, no. So this is a, it's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> thing where people have literally killed the earth like we almost mm -hmm. are. Right. Um, but it is, imagine if Bill Gates, instead of building Apple, he built a World Wide Web that was also VR. Like there was a VR headset and that was the internet. That's how you accessed it. And so people have like almost avatars that they can control, but it's all in a virtual space. And there are different levels of like these VR machines. Some are just goggles with little gloves. Some are entire like haptic suits where you are literally in a pod that you feel everything. And you're playing like video games or watching movies or being inside of a movie as it's playing. Like, and you get this experience. Who touches your skin now? Uh, well, right now you can. Okay. Thank I you. <laughs> you mean in the in the show? In the no, movie? in this new futuristic world where everyone's just mentally it's it's like mental masturbation. Robots. Now. Yeah. Well, so maybe. I miss the feel of touch. What's what's that going to be like? It maybe it'll be all like neurological, and you'll have in Ghost in the Shell. There's little plugs in the back of your neck that that kind of you you go like into Matrix, the system. Matrix yeah, that, it's yeah. kind of matrixy, but, but they, it they happened took before a the Matrix. Red and green pill too. To well, don't take don't take the pills, please. <laughs> 
but it raises these questions of like, is that possible? And what are they, what are going to be the ethics around it? And also what's going to happen to your bodies when you're on a, an internet all day? Well, hopefully they'll have a treadmill under you to keep the cardio up. Some some haptic suits did in Ready Player ah, One. See, there was even uh, actually like and the I love standing it. work desk that everyone's doing now. Correct. Yeah. Except you're actually like moving and gunning and pew, 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 like pew. playing video games. You take that email. You take that email. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Ready Player One, I forget what year it came out, but it also had like YouTube stars that had like cameras that followed them. And oh my god, um, were you one of them? No, I'm not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to my haptic channel. And they also had Ooh, like haptic sex. That, that's that, that's it. a thing. No, that happens in the book. No, he needed a name. Haptic. Oh, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Haptic. Haptic sex. Haptic play. Yeah. Haptic sex. Haptic sex. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here. Okay, we're coining the term this. haptic sex. Yeah. That sounds kind of sexy. It does. I I like the term haptic. It just kind of sounds totally a little haptic. dirty, but also really futuristic. Yeah, you're haptic. Okay, well, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like I'm sick. <laughs> Which, I mean, in a way is kind of poetic that we're making this term in the light of a pandemic. And oh, trying God. To, yeah. What? I'm trying to circle back and yeah, I know. full circle. Yeah. It's our um, lives now. So what other, getting away from Ready Player One, because I could literally talk about that book for hours. Clearly. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just leaving an Easter egg for all of our listeners oh. who will understand that reference, but you don't. Yeah, Easter was last month. Would you say Easter was a holiday or maybe a holiday? I don't even know what's funny about that. Thank you, audience. There are audiences <laughs> laughing. For, thank you. Thank no. Stop. Stop. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't that funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, stop. Oh my god. What other forms of digisex do you think exist then? Because did you know we've actually been in the first wave of digisex for years? Um, Would you like me to elaborate? Yeah, please. Because <laughs> clearly I have no idea. I can barely get my VCR to work. Oh, Where I, is my VCR? Who knows? <laughs> uh, no, VR. Not They, they, they dropped the they, C. They, it was too they, much. Yeah. It was too much, too much for branding. Well, so we've been in the first wave of de digisexuality because we already use a bunch of technologies in order to interact, react, and have sexual pleasure. For instance, people are already familiar. Like camming. Correct. With those yeah. technologies. Skype. Right camming right. vr porn uh the uh, uh what about uh sex toys like bluetooth oh, devices yeah. and that kind of stuff so i can control somebody long distance uh just using a phone but i can facetime them and look at them at the same time and know what they're doing and interact with them very very what is that absolutely what do you have on your head well right now, right now for our patrons that are watching i'm currently <laughs> in vr and i am uh I'm just I'm I'm in the 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 oasis. Don't poke me. I can I can still feel you. <laughs> Why are you my haptic suit? No. So I have, and then there's also VR porn. Oh my god, you freaked me out when you put that ah. above your and your eyes just popped out. I'm from Ghost in the Shell. Again, patrons are getting a whole video of uh, me watching VR porn while we podcast. No, uh, and I drink. And <laughs> you're drinking green tea. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> no, it is good. It's still drinking. Maybe there will be haptic tea in the future. <laughs> so, uh, other technologies, VR porn, which you've never... I've actually shot some VR porn before, but you haven't, have you? I haven't shot it before. Oh, okay. no. But you, you said it was very time-consuming. I saw you when you were doing it. It was... It was a lot of time for a very little product. Right. And I say little product because it's one full video. I mean, generally, these VR clips are one full take 
which for anyone that needs to stay hard or be the top or even the bottom while taking pain, because my VR porn was a kink VR porn, and I was the bottom taking like whips and flogs and getting flogs. Fucked. You took flogs. How many flogs did you take? <laughs> I'm going to flog you here in a second with <laughs> VR, with my VR flogger. But it was one full take with a bunch of pretty much GoPros with wide angles all around you. And it, it when it spliced together, you can put a headset on like I do right now. Um, and you can turn your head and you can be like a voyeur or you can be within the space of a top or bottom being fucked. It's See, an interesting experience. And, and when I tried it, when mm -hmm. I looked at it, I I found it interesting. I found it novel, but I didn't really find it erotic. Um, well, we did a video on it. If you want to see us do it. Yeah. When, yeah. Watch the video. It. It's actually really so, funny. And maybe it was because I wasn't alone in an erotic m mode. Yeah. Um, but we were reacting. We were reacting to it. So maybe I need to give it another go. But I can yeah, never hook up my computer. This, oh, it looks like so much fucking work to do on your no, own. It's, it, and so my VR set and like Google Glass and Cardboard or whatever they're called, all you need to do is just put your phone in it. It's really not that complicated. Like, I have just a put it right bunch there. of cardboard outside my door. Will in that fact, work? this may help you read. I can see you, kind of, not not really well actually. But you maybe if like I just adjust it right now. <laughs> no, not not work. So yeah. I, you should try it though. Yeah, it is fun. I, I'm it's it's interesting. Put that at the top of my list. But I'm interested to see where it goes next. Okay. Because we've had in the past, we've had a number of companies actually reach out to us. Uh, what's the safe word to do more episodes? Because they saw our VR episode did well, and we didn't sponsor or shout anyone out. They wanted us to then shout them out, and uh, they were going to send us like a headset and all. That, but, but they didn't. We should write them again. Well, they didn't because it we weren't being paid. It was, we'll give you so much promotion and publicity by using our gear and you get the gear for free. And I was just kind of like, no. Is it good gear? No. Oh, okay. Well, and that was the other thing is, I, I, if you're gonna, if you wanna, if you want us to sponsor something, happy to chat, but please don't come to me and say, we have tons and tons and tons of VR porn that you can watch and react to. And then they didn't have any gay porn. Oh, that's it was why. All, straight it's all straight porn. porn. And I was like, "That's well, not I don't even... think the gay market really got into shooting. It could, a, it's it was costly, and I don't know if there is a market for it. So there, there's a small market, um, but again, it it kind of flopped because there was overhead me. of buying a peripheral device, which is a headset. It, it kind of reminds me of Blu-ray. A little, yeah, yeah but because porn with Blu-ray, porn leaned into Blu-ray for a bit. No yeah. one bought Blu-ray devices, no. and then they leaned back out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe this will cause people maybe to get more into VR. The VR. So I'm already ahead of everyone. Tilting, Early adopter. Ch subscribe to my VR YouTube channel. You're no. always ahead, puppy. But what? that's not the only technology that's in kind of the immediate future, even what else? right now. Um, a lot of hypno, apparently, oh, is very popular right now. Is, it's you're getting up in the rise. More and more right now. Well, I happened to get into it just right before the pandemic a little bit more. And I'm enjoying it a lot more, just kind of having that as an outlet, not only because it's a little therapeutic in many ways, but it's also, it can be very erotic in some ways, depending on the file you listen to, or if you're working with someone directly via Skype, um, you can watch like spirals and stuff. And apparently, and I, I just learned about it before this podcast, somebody produced a game on Steam 
You have what, no steam? idea. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like talk every about, talk about podcast steam. I'm watching you, you're, steam you're come out of your about ears. Some new medium. I'm like, how many freaking mediums are there out there? Jesus. So you remember Dream Daddy? We played it on Twitch. Kind of, yeah. So I, I Oh, that's the one with the long storyline. Oh my god. It's enti- <laughs> it's all a story. That's that's all it is. It's all a story. Um so Steam is it's it's an app store for games. Just games. Okay. And it's by Valve. So it's just an app store? Well, not really. By Valve? It, never mind. Anyway, in this app store, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it because that's the only way you realize and understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, there is this game that just came out that's called Sound Self. Okay. A technodelic is what it, they called it. Sound Self, a technodelic. Which is I this supposed to be sexy? Well, that's just it. So uh, it's, on a, it's now available on Steam. I'm going to download and try it out. I think it's going to be fun. Are we doing it now? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, no, not during a podcast. Well, I don't know. Audio. I never know with you. <laughs> Usually you throw these curveballs at me. Maybe we know. can do it as an episode on what's a safe word. Okay. But I am going to try it out first um, because the reviews ranged from pretty horny to incredibly soothing. <laughs> Those- <laughs> <laughs> Which in your case is horny. Sure. You like soothing. So. Uh, but this wasn't on a sex site. This was just on a, a gaming review site where I found this. Mm. Uh, and it was described as inviting players on an exhilarating journey into altered states of consciousness powered by your own voice. Relax. Alter- wait, wait, wait. So altered states of consciousness powered by your own voice. So you're talking yourself into alternate I don't know. Alternate I, I haven't tried it yet. I'm trying to dissect your description. Sure. Well, so let me get into it. I'm okay. I'm, I, I think I'm going to explain No, but I have to stop you word for word or else I just forget everything. Anyway, go ahead. Again, a personal Continue. problem, really. <laughs> so players relax and gaze into an endless hypnotic world. and by Endless? A, endless. How endless. Okay. Endless hypnotic world. Um, so pretty much a bunch of spirals that are being created by, I'm sure, some sort of haptic software. <laughs> See, I threw the haptic in there. How about haptic? Haptic. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but players relax and gaze into endless spirals What is what I saw in like the screenshots with different tones, audio tones, that set a mood that helps you relax and get into a headspace. Because hypnosis is an altered headspace, almost like being in a submissive headspace or a puppy play oh headspace. Oh my God, you have got to talk to JD from Mailbots about this. This is what he did. Well, he was ahead of his time Way with ahead. his haptic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it goes on to say that there's soothing harmonic music, strobing lights, dynamic tunnels, uh, and part of the procedural hypnosis experience is meditative practicing and psychedelic trips, without the psychedelics, uh, that is a VR game built off the idea that drugs of the future will be computers and the computers of the future will be drugs. I'm well, not, oh, I didn't write mind that. Blown. I did not write that. Wait, <laughs> how are computers of the future drugs? That's so weird. So I'll be able to take my ecstasy on my laptop? I guess, well, no, we're not, we're not, we're not condoning drugs of any kind. Please. I'm not condoning it. I'm saying so, so. Hypothetically. So you can have the same trip that you have like on acid on your laptop through this. Anyway. Experience. So that's, this, that's what I heard. I don't, well, you, you hear a lot of things. I'm not sure what your headphones are putting in your, in your ears. I know. It's but like, it's not haptic is, or soothing. This apparently. already is a haptic experience right now. What'd you call me? <laughs> Well, I just I think it's interesting because because with the 
the we're not we don't have the human experience we don't have like the touching and the feeling and yeah. seeing and interacting that people are turning to these new medias and are creating them to be popular and who knows what which ones will gravitate towards and help take off or which ones will just be kind of a fun fad like a vr headset so i'm interested to hear from the viewers that are the listeners that are listening what they've been doing during this self-isolation if they've done any of these things and i think of us some feedback on it because obviously we're not experts but this is gonna speak be for yourself I, i'm all about haptics <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, because this is a whole new world to me. And so, and is this like an age? Like, um, do you think younger generations going to get more on board with this? Or do you think it's going to cross all? On board age? with what? Uh, the the haptic yeah. stuff? Uh, I think that we are already using it with VR, with headsets. I mean, you can give a... a a teenager or younger a phone and they they already know exactly how it works the new technologies that are going to come out in our lifetime are only going to get more intricate and crazy and haptic and who knows what's going to be possible but when people are forced to be at home they're forced to innovate they're forced to create new things they're forced to think and do something different to help them with their stress so for me it's just such a weird um so when I came of age and out, so the big thing was phone sex lines uh, that were advertised oh. in the back of magazines. So that was kind of the most virtual sex you could have. And that was hot and new. And you saw those 900 ad ads everywhere. So now this is like taking that to a full new interactive experience level. It's true. So does that mean that we're not going to need humans again? Well, who knows? Maybe Ghost in the Shell is a real future that's not that far off. Yeah. And maybe robots will, maybe sex dolls will become more sentient and popular. Maybe they won't even be called sex dolls anymore. Maybe we're being offensive. <gasps> we're using offensive terminology for sex dolls of the future. I'm so sorry, sex dolls. You're always so um, PC. Uh, <laughs> androids of the future. Maybe we will have relationships with androids. Maybe they're sex droids. Maybe they're you don't call them you, you let they will tell you their pronouns. Okay? Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Help Maybe me. they'll prefer Somebody the term right hooker now. droids. I don't know. No, are these the droids you're looking for? Who knows? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but and also, if you are with a real life partner, mm. is having so will it be um, construed? You know how some. Uh, partners get upset when their partner watches pornography if they're engaging sure. in this haptic sex online or however it's transmitted um, via the Bluetooth waves. Well, apparently, into your drugs are ears. the new computers. So what? Okay, that was a game <laughs> that review. Was that was you. not my <laughs> writing or verbiage. That was just what they wrote. But anyway, does this open up a whole new can of robots? It, it opens up holes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, who knows? I, I'm I'm interested to see how technology will kind of take off and change. I'm also just fascinated with how people get off and find new ways to to get. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I feel like my the way I socialize with people has definitely changed in that it's a lot more texting, it's a lot more skyping and FaceTiming, but it still doesn't feel very personal. 
Sure. Know? And I'm finding now just like walking over here because we're allowed to walk outside uh -huh. and everyone's got their face masks on, but everyone's straying away from each other on the sidewalks as they pass. Yeah, and, psychologically. And so it's a psycho. If you're in a grocery store now, you get a little offended when someone comes too close into your personal space. Ah! You're like, ah, when ah! you monster, why are you trying to contagion me? Get away. <laughs> you know? Where's your haptic suit? It's a, it, yeah. So. I'm I'm more fascinated. You're fascinated with the technology aspect. I'm more fascinated in the real time how do, we're going to connect with each other. Um, oh, in, I, I'm in the coming more age. fascinated in that and how there and how those two worlds are going to blend because I think this is going to change sex forever. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, it'll it, it'll change it, the it, same it, way that that other pandemics and diseases have. Even if there's a vaccine or a cure for uh, COVID still the behavior that we're learning right now about socializing and being with each other and sex is going to continue for years. Yeah. Just the same way HIV, just the, the same way that like a generation like mine, we were so ingrained in condoms were the only way to prevent HIV that when PrEP came along, we were so skeptical of that. And the younger generation was like, oh, this is great. Uh, we don't have to use condoms. And we're like, no, you have to use condoms. And so because they didn't have the other STIs to worry about in the back of their mind. Right. They still did have those other STIs, but they weren't conditioned to so, worry about. But that. It, it took years and years and years yeah. for like an older generation to even get on board that this was like I did. So for me, I was like, ah, what are you doing? Um, well, so I think people even who knows what the future is going to be like and how we engage. I mean, when so. I think about my childhood and being inside playing video games, my parents were always shaming me to get outside and play with the other kids in the cul-de-sac. That's not going to be a thing in the I know. Future They're years. gonna be like, come inside, Johnny. Yeah, stay inside. Do your <laughs> get off that tricycle. Did yeah, you wipe play, it down? Play your video games <laughs> and read your books. Well, <sighs> we said that the other day, just driving down the street, and we saw some younger kids on bicycles with face masks on, like four or five. Mm -hmm. This is their new normal. Yeah, everyone keeps talking about the new normal, and I don't think it's going to be what we had before but a new generation is going to come up as this new normal which so. in a way might actually prepare them mentally and psychologically for that who knows we've seen i mean we've seen negative social media influence on kids and teens but that's also when it's integrated into actual society and your self-worth and how you interact with people every day is affected by that i wonder how yeah it's an unknown it's a new it's a new world um, it's going to be interesting, but I, I think that we should end that entire conversation with saying that doesn't mean it's not going to be good. It's not going to be positive. It's not going to come with lots of wonderful innovations, which I think and hope happens, but it's definitely going to make people hopefully safer about what they do and how they do it. Um, I and, think there's yeah. going to be a learning curve, but it's not everyone... People are still going to need that human interaction. Yeah. There's going to be new rules of engagement. Uh, we've adapted before. We're going to adapt again. Uh, it's just going to be fascinating how that process I develops. I think Dua Lipa said it best uh, with her new rules saying, one, don't pick up the phone because you know there might be germs on it. What's two? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not as relevant, but uh, <laughs> I was trying to make it lighthearted. <laughs> So what do you think is going to be the next sex trend? I just 
Um, I think the next sex trend, well, and maybe this is just my personal, is going to be edging. <laughs> like, that, I mean, I think people are already doing that. We think, do that every week on I this th- podcast. We I just think, get to the topic and try and edge it for an hour. I think it's just going to be edging and fucking. There's going to be less um, kissing mm, okay. uh, and face-to-face contact. Sure. So, um, and I think... Uh, people are going to find there's got to be a new sex mask that comes out. Yeah, that that, that it's just, it's just like a buffet splash card. It just <laughs> catches everything, but you can still see what's going on. <laughs> I I do love that when I ask you for a very direct one one answer, you give me a whole list of answers every You're time. No, You're that's welcome. not a, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's daddy. <laughs> I think that we're going to see. I I personally think that VR was came to <laughs> came too early. Uh, when it came to VR sex, it did come too early because people were not ready for that innovation. If imagine and if VR sex, now? imagine if VR sex had come out right now, and it and was people then people would be like, "Whoa, it's new!" It ah, is. It's new. It. It, it'd be like Animal Crossing. It would be. Tr- it would be trending because it's new. It came out at that right moment that people needed entertainment. Again, Animal Crossing is a, a Sim City uh, uh, animal zoo game. Right? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Although I saw someone on Facebook wanting to sell their turnips. Can you sell stuff to other people? I mean, like any game that has monetization in some way, you can find a way to gamify and make money off of it. Okay. World of Warcraft, wow, did the same thing. People were mining gold. You don't know what, you have no idea what I just said. But what's actually really fascinating, I want to just end with this last little anecdote that I heard about this week was so World of Warcraft is it's a video game it is a massive it's an MMO which stands for Mercury Mail Order totally <laughs> Mercury Mail Order <laughs> that's a shop here oh, in the Castro that used to sell poppers <laughs> oh my god it is a massive multiplayer on so imagine if the world was a video game and everyone had a character and they played and they had different jobs and they had like magic powers or they were like barbarians or something like that. So within the game itself, there are dungeons that and you fight dragons. monsters. There there are dragons. Mm. Yeah. There are dragons. So a, There's werewolf people. It's D&D for... I was, I was a warg, which was like a wolf man guy. It was like a werewolf. That, and but, a cyborg. No. A warg. Never mind. Anyway. Did what, you see I shipped that together? Uh, that's not really how ship ships correct? work, but I'm I'm going to christen your ship. Point. There you go. So in this game, there was a dungeon, which is like a level that you play. It's isolated. It's in its own little area where there was a boss that pretty much gave you a disease in the game. And if you caught the disease within that dungeon, your your health slowly like started depleting and you died. And then you can always come back to life in the game because it's a character that has lives. Oh my God, this is starting to feel very real right well, now. So, so this was a long time ago. I want to say somewhere around like eight or nine years. Okay. What happened was there was a bug within that dungeon. So when you left the dungeon and went back to the main world, like a literal world with cities and towns that are huge and massive, um, there was a bug that some people did not get the, the disease was not gone when they left the dungeon, when they finished that game. And so they would go to main cities and that the virus was contagious, much like this pandemic is. So if you were in the vicinity of someone and you were sick, you could keep trying to heal yourself. But if this was like a newer player or someone that was not, say, let's say they're immunodeficiency or they had a bad system in some way, they died quicker. And so these cities, you saw this, it was literally a pandemic in a video game. So then if 
And could they at least how they get rid of the bug? They wipe well, their computer with McAfee's <laughs> software or what? No. So they were able to to literally write the bug out of this. They had a vaccine. They wrote a vaccine pretty much for okay. the game. But there was it was Apple a few care. days apparently that this this bug was going around within the game and literally killing everyone. So you saw people venturing out into these smaller places in the the map trying to avoid everyone you saw people that gawked and went to the city to see all of the chaos and destruction it was actually a really interesting like introspective look into how people react to these kinds of things what you find fascinating is fascinating fascinating right (laughs) how dare you anyway it's a really interesting uh, study if you look into it like the world health organization and the cdc professionals and like statistics and whatever actually you know who (laughs) actually reached out to world of warcraft and was like we want to study all the data you have on this really yes because it was a real world case of how people react i mean it's not obviously it's in a mythical world and like you ah, can't take everything seriously it's but funny how gaming would be it's still it. stats that show us how people react and how people are going to uh flock to or run away from or avoid other people i mean they didn't have a, a mask within the game to like protect against it so right but I just I, I think it's I think it's as you said fascinating. It is fascinating. But what do you guys find fascinating? What do you think of sex dolls? Did you read Ready Player One? Because if you did, you're my new best friend. Daddy, where can people find you? Uh, I am at mrchristopher.com, mrchristopher.ismyguy.com, okay. and Christopher Weston on Twitter. Jesus, that's so much information. You know what you could do? I usually don't know Just how to get do one that. username on everything. <laughs> you can find me at Pup Amp. You can find our podcast. Well, you already found it if you're listening. You can watch our YouTube channel at What's the Safe Word. This has been What's Your Safe Word. Daddy, what do you want people to try this week? Um. Oh God! I always forget I have to do this, and yet we always do it. <laughs> try, try streaming porn to your TV and see if the audio works. That's wow. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, try out some hypnosis. Maybe you should go try out. Go to Steam and try out this hypno drug sex thing. It, again, it is called Sound Self, a technodelic. Also. Help us create a hashtag for haptic because it's gonna it's haptic. the next it's the next fetish trend. No, it's, it's I'm hap- telling you right now. Dick with a D. Haptic. Yeah. And this has been What's Your Safe Word. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Question. What? Do you think haptics will have sizes? Like <laughs> like, like and, and are there half sizes like a haptic? Um, maybe <laughs> porn stars will ha- start being rated in their haptics. Seven point five, eight point five. And did you know that porn studios? Spoiler alert: We still need to do this behind the scenes look into porn horror stories. But did you know that porn studios add inches to all their models? Oh yeah, we used to say nine inches for everyone. <gasps> I mean, I'm not saying unless I'm they not obviously nine didn't inches. look nine inches, then then we would say uh, eight point five. But one time I did. <laughs> email a studio and I was like hey you had my stats wrong and they did they just were like oh we know yeah and I was like oh. we just did nine inches across the board okay. on everyone <laughs> that's why nobody knows measurements it's kind of like what the pants company did with jeans they kept everything 32 whether you were and we're just stopping it there end of the podcast pants <laughs>